This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 98 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's topic is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. For all of your holiday shopping, visit equestriancollections.com. Enjoy today's tip. Hey everybody, Glenn the Geek back with you on this wonderful Friday. It is Friday, December the 4th. Hard to believe that the month is going by that quickly. I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. You know, I wanted to get uh, another couple of tips in before the Christmas arrives by our favorite photographer, Scott Trees. He brings us lots of great tips about photography, and cameras are one of those things that everybody is looking for as a possible gift idea, especially horse people love our cameras. Scott uh, also has given us a number of tips in the past. You can visit our website at horsetipdaily.com and take a look at the left side there and search under experts, and you can listen to all of Scott's great camera and photography tips. You know, all of us really does want, do want to take better pictures. We try, we do our thing, but sometimes we need help, and that's what Scott's around to do. Scott is known worldwide for his images of the horse. He has a unique perspective and a whole lot of talent. He's been practicing his craft for over 36 years and has more frequent flyer miles than anyone I know. Matter of fact, right now, I believe he's back over in the Middle East. Well, let's, uh, we'll get to Scott's tip right after I mention Equestrian Collections. You know, the holidays are coming, and Equestrian Collections is your source for all of your equine holiday shopping needs. Whether it's for a man or a woman or a child or your horse, Equestrian Collections can fill your stockings and all the presents under your tree in one stop. They have thousands of items that are just fantastic for holiday gifts. That You can go there right now and on their homepage, there's a bunch of different links to their gift store and their gift shop. And don't forget to check out their, their discount section as well because there's lots of things in there that would make fantastic gifts at a great price. And this year, we have to worry about that. And speaking of prices, Equestrian Collections will not break your bank. You need to stop over there today before you get too far into your holiday shopping. Why go fight the crowds when you can shop at equestriancollections.com for all of your equine holiday shopping needs. Well, let's say hi to Scott. Well, hi, Scott. Welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Hi, Glenn. How are you doing today? Good. You know what? This little show you and I started, I think you were my first expert or guest on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, wait. What seems like months ago, and it is months ago, I think, um, we're actually up to episode like 80. So Fantastic. Um, Fantastic. But this little show has taken off. We have now more downloads for Horse Tip Daily than any of our other shows every week. Well, now, fantastic. That's good news. I mean, it's, I think it just shows people are, are inquisitive and you, you found a need and helped them find some information. Well, either great. that or they like really short shows and don't have to listen to me as long. Well, that, that could be the attention <laughs> span issue going on as well. Yeah, that's country, true. That's another subject. <laughs> I get a lot of emails of people say, I listen to it while I'm having my coffee in the morning because yeah. it's just the right length of time. Yeah, perfect. So, perfect. so whatever works. <laughs> now, we're going to talk a little bit about today something that I am really confused about, and and a lot of people have never heard of, I'm sure. And that's the whole. I, we all know what a JPEG is now because the digital revolution has forced us to learn what a JPEG is. But we don't know the difference between that and RAW. And we, I've heard of RAW before, but I have no idea what that is. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what what you have to say today. Well, it is it is one of these things that a lot of people, you know 
that get into the digital world, there's there's ongoing debates amongst professionals all the time about shooting RAW versus JPEG. And uh, a, a JPEG file, which basically that it stands for Joint Photographic Experts Group, so whatever you know, whatever that comes to for why. But a JPEG is a file that is basically compressed. So what happens if you if you're taking a picture and you have a bay horse and you're you know in the body and there's all the brown there and, and your your camera sensors go well this one picture is sort of is is bay and I'm going to extrapolate and fill in all these pictures around it it's going to compress that image um, a raw file on the other hand is going to expose one color per pixel so that the detail and resolution is much sharper. And that's the primary difference between the two. If you take a look on a RAW file on, an, on say, like a, uh, you know, a 15 megapixel camera, a RAW file can be 9.5 megabytes. Uh, a JPEG of the exact same shot will be 2.5 megabytes. So that difference of 7 megabytes is all color information and detail information. Now, a RAW file is basically, um, to, to give it a better comparison, it might be like the basis of your negative in the old days, or your transparency in the old days. And so you have to have special software to open those files. And all camera manufacturers, Nikon, Canon, Sony, all of them, have specific software to open those files, or Photoshop has the software to open them all. But you have to open that raw file. Now, one of the advantages of shooting in a raw file is that when you open that raw file, you have all kinds of options to make corrections. If you didn't have the color balance quite properly, you can fix it. If you didn't have your your uh, exposure right where you wanted it to, you can fix it. Okay. You can, do can, can I stop you? Yes. Because yes, I'm yes. a little confused, and I'm sure others will be okay. too. If I have my pretty much point-and-shoot camera, right? I have my Fuji or my whatever, my Canon or whatever uh, point-and-shoot, is it taking the images in JPEG or in RAW, or is it reducing it's them? The cameras, most of the cameras, it depends on, on what level of camera you have. Most of the point-and-shoot cameras are going to shoot in JPEG. Okay. But as you get into the, to the 35 millimeters, and especially the, a little bit higher in 35 millimeters, they all give you the option to shoot RAW or to shoot JPEG. So it's actually an, a switch on the camera. It's a, it's a, fun, it's a setting, yes. Yep, okay. And, and it's also you have the ability to shoot both at the same time. You can shoot a RAW and a JPEG. Oh, okay. um, and the, the, the reason you would do that is because the JPEGs are much quicker to look at, don't take as long to download. It's, and like for, if you're professional, you can you, you know, throw them up for proofs and those kinds of things. So now because if you're the, shooting for, if I'm shooting for the web, if I'm just going to mm-hmm. put these up for my family to see or, you know, on my website, right. JPEGs are fine. JPEGs are fine because the actual thing that, that you also need to understand for JPEGs is that you, and you talk a little bit about resolution, Okay. And resolution is, is generally figured as the dots per inch, is how much resolution has to be in there to reproduce well. So for a magazine, it has to be 300 DPI. Uh, that's what the magazines want. And then the higher up you, and, and that depends, that depending upon the megapixels of your camera determines how big that picture is at 300 DPI. For the internet, the internet, video, both, 72 DPI is all that they they need. Anything above that is a waste of download time. So if you're going to use a picture to put it on the Internet, it only needs to be 72 DPI. As a matter of fact, um, as a webmaster, I take if I get things bigger than that, I reduce them to 72. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and you have to reduce them. I mean, you, you, it's, you don't have to, but I mean, you just waste a lot of download time, a lot of space. And so, you know, people thinking, well, I'm going to put this incredibly sharp image up there in 300 DPI 8 by 10, it's a waste because it, uh, it, it, it can't 
the, the, the technology doesn't record all that extra data. So if my, camera, absolutely. If my camera will do raw, mm-hmm. see, now I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, but I, I have all these questions. I've been dying to ask somebody. If my camera will do raw, and I want to actually print out 8x10s or, you know, or bigger for the right. wall— Right. For put the frame, then I want to do raw at that point. You want to, yes. You want, here's the problem. Here's one of the big problems with JPEG. Every time you open a JPEG file, it's going to denigrate in quality a little bit every time you open it. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. And so when you open a raw file, after you convert that raw file and after you do that conversion to whichever software program to use it, it opens another file. It doesn't actually change the file itself. So your original raw file is the same as it was when you shot it. The file that's opened has all of those corrections that you might have made on it. So you, you basically never really affect your original. So when it opens up, it saves it as a TIFF, as a rule. Uh, and and um, like in Canon, you have a CR2 file that when you open it, and it, it converts it to a TIFF. And so... Um, then when you have that, that file is A, got more compression, more detail because it's not compressed. It's a larger file, and it's going to make a sharper print. But for, in many cases, and, and here's, here's the nuances of it all. In many cases, in today's cameras especially, you're not going to see a whole lot of difference between a JPEG and a RAW file on like an 8x10 print. Where you're going to start seeing the differences on bigger prints. Well, like on the kind you had in your gallery there at the Kentucky yeah. Horse Park where they were, you know, 25 by 40. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah th- those were, actually, those were shot in, with a range of megapixel cameras because my very first um, uh, camera had, had 2.5, me- 3, me- 3 megapixels. And now they're, what, they're 20, 25. Now, what do you um, think, for the average person going out, do they need, they're just going to put no, the pictures really on, on Flickr and they're going to put it on right, Facebook no. and they're going to print out a couple. Yeah, Do they no. need anything more than 12? No, 12 to 15 is plenty. Okay. Um, because I think at, at 300 DPI, a 12-megapixel 12, a 12 camera will give you a 9 by 12, I think, um, at 300 DPI. I mean, that's plenty big for most people. A 20-megapixel is now getting you up to 16 by 20 and you know, 20, higher than that. And I think, as I mentioned in your last program, we're running into a problem now with the fact that the cameras can record better detail than the lenses can capture. So the next thing you're going to see happening is all these manufacturers are going to come out with a new series of lenses now, oh, which okay. will, you know, more, more, more way to get more money out. I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause the, because they've gone to the extent of once you get up to 25 megapixels, there's not much more they can do there's there. There's really, no. The, yeah. and, it, and it's, you know, then you, you I mean, you know, and the, the medium format cameras, I mean, some of those shoot, you know, 39, you know, up to, I think, 50 or 60 megapixels. I mean, those fi- files are huge. Yeah, well, they, so, they would take up an entire card just on the Well, they do, and it's also a matter of how, fa- how fast you can shoot and those kinds of things. But, you know, I, um, I think most people would be more than satisfied with a 12, 12 to 15 megapixel camera. I mean, it, it's, it's not, after a point, it's more ego, I think, than, oh, I've got this camera. I mean, the cameras, you know, sure, they come out with some new features and better sensors and those kinds of things. And, you know, I tested out one of the, the Canon, Canon 20 megapixels when they were coming out with it. And, it, and, you know, it was great. I mean, I have to say the detail was wonderful. But, it, you know, it, it gives you sharpness. Is the main thing it's going to give you is sharpness. And when digital cameras first came out, they didn't quite have the sharpness factor that film did, and they've certainly, for the most part, surpassed that now. 
All right, that's great. Well, I hope we haven't confused people even more. Um, I think I had a few of my questions answered and a well, couple it, things it, I didn't know. It is one of those things that, you know, and there's still a lot of working pros today that will not shoot raw, and there's some that only shoot raw. I mean, I happen when I shoot, I shoot the setting that lets me shoot both. Um, but but all of the, the work that I do for publication and those kinds of things and the, and the pick prints that you saw, saw in the show were all, were all started from a raw file. Okay. And they may have been edited from there, but they started. Yeah, absolutely. From they were edited from yeah. there, but that raw file is, is enabled me to have the detail to take them up to forty by sixty. Yeah, which was and some of those some big forty prints. by sixties <laughs> were made off of eight megapixel cameras. So I mean, it you know, it's, it helps if you kind of know there's some things you can do to, to help it, but nonetheless, they can still go big. So you know, the Pixel Wars isn't necessarily something that people need to get obsessed with. Okay, great. Well, right. thanks, Scott. Where can uh, people find out more about you and see some of your amazing work? At uh, treesmedia.com. That's trees, T-R-E-E-S, media.com. Dot com, yes, sir. All right, thanks, Scott. We'll talk right. again soon. Take care, Glenn. Bye. Well, it's always fun to speak with Scott, even though I don't always understand what he's talking about, but I hope you got something out of that. I think it uh, gave us a little bit of an idea what the difference between a JPEG and RAW files were. And uh, you can find all of Scott's tips just by going to the website, horsetipdaily.com, and searching under the Experts tab. Well, we also have other shows on the network, and one of them is the 2010 radio show. That's the show all about the world equestrian games that I do with my co-host, Samantha Clark. And this week, we had a variety of guests and topics all about the games. We took a look at the USEF showcase at the AQHA World Championship Show. It sounded like a fun event. And we also uh, talked to the organizers of the International Equestrian Festival 2010. That's a festival that will be held in downtown Lexington during the run of the games in uh, September. And we also talked a little bit about the recent FEI medications ruling with Fran Jerga, who's an expert on this show as well. So uh, we, we did all of those things and, uh, and more on the 2010 radio show. And you can find that at 2010radioshow.com. And you can check out all of our other great shows at horseradionetwork.com. Well, we'll be back again tomorrow with Fran Jerga and another gift tip, uh, taking a look at two more book ideas for the holidays. And so we'll be back with her. Until then, stay safe, everyone. (laughs) 